0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of your free picks and
1: podcasts.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the PropCast here with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, March 22nd. I'm your host for today's show, Scott Reichel. And joining me is SGPN Zone, and you can also find him on the Action
1: Network, Dan Titus. Dan, thanks for joining me. How's it going with you? Scott, what's up, man? Haven't talked to you in a while, man. So excited to talk to you back on the first time we we're getting on the PropCast. But I uh, know we're, we're definitely overdue for an NBA Gambling Podcast as well, man. But uh, doing all right for a Tuesday. How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, doing pretty well. To be honest, the heat kind of killed. Uh, they kicked my ass last night. Uh, yeah, kinda me too. Had to jump in. <laughs> I don't know how I was supposed to avoid it. I think most people got
1: killed <laughs> last night. But Tyrese Maxey, really good at basketball. That was my main takeaway. Dude, that block to uh on on the, was it Caleb or no, which Martin is that? Cody Martin? No, Caleb Martin. That Caleb is Caleb Martin. Martin. Dice it. Yeah, yeah. Was a hell of a block. That amazing block. And man, the way he just came alive in the fourth quarter, man, you love to see it. So yeah, I. To, I well, too, man, I, I I hated to... to see it, but I know you. As a, I know you as a Philly <laughs> fan might have liked it, but I hated it. But how can you hate Tyrese Maxi though, man? He's like the nicest kid. Oh you no, he's great. I just hate okay. when he
0: plays well when I have money on against him. You know, like that's the problem. That it really yeah. comes up when you gamble a lot, which is one of the problems. You can have a favorite player, yeah. like yeah. if you're betting against, for example, Dallas, right? And you're hoping Luca misses the step back thirty-five footer, like at the buzzer but you know yeah. he's going to make it. It's one of those where Maxi was unbelievable, and if I had no money on the game, I would have been in all by the fourth quarter. Same thing with Shake Milton, who was randomly really yeah. good in the fourth quarter for that game too, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that ended up kind of summing up my day. Uh, besides that, I know we're kind of ramping up into the uh, playoff picture to the play-in games because a lot of people are starting to keep a close eye on the seedings and some of the odds to make and miss the playoffs. Have you dabbled at all in looking at the odds recently, or is there any teams that you think are going to, let's just say, make
1: or miss that might surprise some people? Uh, the make or miss to me is, is pretty much becoming, uh, yeah, in the Eastern Conference, I'd say, you know, the Charlotte Hornets, they've, they've actually picked it up as of late. I was really concerned mm-hmm. about them, um, but they've, they've turned it around ever since Isaiah Thomas seemingly got signed to that, to that deal. They've been 7-2 and two since then. Um, and then you look at the Hawks, they, they definitely not trending in the right direction. Um, John Collins is obviously out indefinitely. So I think we might see them struggle a little bit towards the end here. But I mean, the most obvious dangerous team in the Eastern Conference is the Brooklyn Nets. Them sitting in any kind of playing situation to me is just very, very unnerving. I mean, if I'm the top seed, you know, I know the Heat, the Bucks, and the Sixers are all vying for this top spot here. And I don't think anyone wants it, to be honest, because no one wants to see the Nets Potentially in a first round matchup. So um, on the Western conference, it's uh, I think you're going to see the Pelicans sneak in there. Uh, I think they've been playing really well over their, their last several of games. And then you're going to see the Clippers. Uh, re- they're going to have some rest, periodic rest down the stretch here with some of their major players. You saw Reggie Jackson missed the last game, but um, I don't know that I have much faith in the Clippers either. I, I do see that, sh- that Paul George is going to start shooting, mm-hmm. uh, I believe today. So that's, that's good news. I don't know if he's going to make the return, but any kind of, you know, bolster any kind of instant offense that they can get some of the generate more shots than Reggie Jackson because obviously playing through Reggie Jackson can only take you so far. Um, so not a lot of faith in the Clippers. But I do want to shout out the Timberwolves who have been playing really well. Um, you know, outside of last game, they did cover last night at uh, three and a half when I grabbed them. But um, ultimately, man, Carl Anthony Townsend has some damn respect in this league, and I think he's starting to earn it now.
0: Yeah, I had a main takeaway from that game, and I kind of want your thoughts on it. I don't know how yeah. much you've been following Minnesota – Recently, I know, of course, they've been great since the All-Star break, winning-wise. Yeah. How does Edwards take 13 shots in
1: 38 minutes? Yeah, you know, they're they're really been... It seems like they've been making more of an effort to get their whole team involved. Like, we've seen Torian Prince Mm -hmm. score double figures in like five straight night right now. And this isn't like, you know, you know, 10 points here. He's having like a solid, like 14 getting off, like at least eight shots a game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they're kind of spreading the wealth here. And I don't know, maybe it's a Anthony Edwards still kind of managing an injury that he, that he got around the all-star break, but um, he's been great defensively. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's maybe what much of the emphasis of, maybe that energy has gone from, from an offense to defense mentality. He wants to be a, known as a two-way player. And we've seen that this Timber, Timberwolves defense be one of the better defenses in the second part of the season. So maybe it's just that commitment to the defensive end that's uh, taken away some of his shots. But, you know, this team's going to go far into the playoffs. They're going to need more more players to score other than, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and, and D'Angelo Russell, who's been phenomenal. Patrick Beverly's also been great. You know, I think he was just the perfect energy guy to, mm-hmm. to put into that lineup, man. Um, So I really like the squad going into the playoffs. I think they might actually surprise some people and get out of the first round here.
0: Yeah, I was kind of just curious because I saw Beverly took 10 shots, and I'm thinking (laughs) there's no (laughs) way
1: Edwards should only
0: be taking three more shots in an NBA game. But I was actually looking at a couple of prices, and I kind of want your thoughts on to make or miss. And there are two Eastern Conference teams. The odds to make the playoffs are huge, but I'm actually looking at the no. So I kind of want your opinion on a couple. I'm going to start off with – The Cleveland Cavaliers, who had a loss against the Lakers yesterday to make the playoffs, they are about minus 1,000, to miss plus 630. They're only about a game up on Toronto. Am I wrong
1: for thinking plus 630 sounds ridiculous? Uh, That does sound ridiculous. I think that actually could be potentially a good cash-out opportunity because, I mean, if you look in the loss column here, The they're right ahead. I mean, they're very close to the Raptors here. Raptors have 32 losses, the Cavs have 31. The Nets aren't that far behind at 34, and the Nets are the the Hornets right behind them at 35. So, imagine if the Cavaliers lose their next three or four games, they're going to be right into that territory where they're sitting, you know, in that territory of, you know, ninth, 10th in the Eastern Conference. And you lose a game, you're out the playoffs. So, I think it's a very distinct possibility At, at plus 630. I mean, What have you seen from the Cavaliers that's going to give you that much confidence that they're going to make the playoffs? I mean, Karis LeVert in and out of the lineup. No Jared Allen, which has been huge for them. Darius Garnes playing outside of his mind. But I think Evan Mobley over the last several games, he hasn't been the Evan Mobley of the rookie of the year that we saw for much of the season. Um, And in fact, I probably give Scotty Barnes more credit second half of the season for being rookie of the year. But uh, yeah, I I think that's a great bet.
0: I saw it, and it really confused me. Now, you mentioned potentially ninth or 10th, even if they end up 7th. Congratulations, you're hosting a home game for Kyrie and for Durant. That's not exactly a good situation, yeah, because of course, Cleveland would be hosting that game. But I saw that price, and that really threw me for a loop, so I do like the no there. And the other one is actually the team I just mentioned. It's the Brooklyn Nets. To make the playoffs, they're minus 800 to miss plus (laughs) 520. And the reason why I bring it up is because, as of right now, the Nets would be in line to play Toronto in the first playing game. Of course, Kyrie cannot play in Canada. So you're looking at a situation where the Nets could be on the road against Toronto for the first playing game and then hosting either Charlotte or Atlanta, which means Kyrie can't play. So there is a chance that Kyrie misses both potential playing games, and yet they're plus 520 to miss the playoffs. Does that make sense to you either? Because I'm really lost on
1: that as well. I think there's value on that. and It's the exact scenario you just laid out here. If they stay in this, in this position, you know, assuming everything remains the same, and you don't have Kyrie Irving in a spot in Toronto – that's a vulner. that's a very vulnerable spot and position to be in. You know, I think that these books have yet to still react to the Brooklyn Nets. They're still, I believe when I last looked, they were plus two twenty five to still win the championship, which to me still doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, they might miss uh, the playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Right. And, and, you know, we all know when Ben Simmons is coming back here, like there's been no indication of, you know, he's ready, he's ramping up. He tried to ramp up and then he got s- s- sat his as, as back on the bench again. So you know, if you got Kyrie, that's only being still a part-time player, and it still hasn't even been figured out in New York yet either. So I think there's a lot of risk here. And we, we've seen Bruce Brown play really well as of late, but is that really what you want to hang your playoff hopes on? Bruce Brown stepping up and Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. Uh, I'm all right on that. So minus 800 to make the playoffs to me still sounds like way too much. Absolutely want to buy that. But I think there's value on, on them missing the playoffs. So I think that's a great point. Thanks for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's one of those spots, though, of course, as a warning, you're going to lose one of those two with the Cavaliers and the Nets betting both, because either Cleveland pass if Cleveland stays ahead of Toronto and they're in, or Cleveland's playing the Nets in the first play-in games, you're gonna lose one of two. You're not gonna yeah. win both, but you're looking at a spot where without Kyrie, there's no way the Nets should be five to one to miss the playoffs. If Kyrie was playing then I would agree. But I feel yeah. like the odds are messed up there. Those were two that I were looking, that I was looking at, which I kinda just wanted to run by you. It seems like we're
1: on the same page there. Yeah. I'll probably just, bet both just, just, just for the value yeah. of it. But Yeah, absolutely. Just just for the value. And I, I'm looking at the schedule here. And I mean they're going up against the Grizzlies tomorrow on, on, on Wednesday. They play the Heat thereafter on Saturday. I gotta check Those the home t- road splits though for the Nets though, because that's also an right. extremely important part. Very true. Those are both road games. Um, but then you got – I mean, they, it goes pretty easy after that. I mean, they got mm-hmm. the Hornets at home. They got the Pistons at home. They got the Bucks at home. That, that one's, one's going to be a pretty good matchup there. But their schedule's pretty light the rest of the season. So I think that that's why the Bucs are so confident in them being able to make the playoffs here. I mean, they got the Pacers, the Cavaliers. Yeah, my argument is doesn't matter because I think we would agree the Nets are basically going to clinch a play-in
0: spot. As right, long as right. they're not going to get to six. then who cares? Exactly. Exactly. So I guess you're kind of pricing it there, hoping that the mandate is going to change, but I'm not going to gamble on a mandate. I'd rather just assume it's going to stay the way it is. Totally agree with you. So anyway, those were my two that I just thought kind of jumped off the page a little bit. I am going to ask you, though, about uh, the Lakers' recent surge. By the way, Clippers to miss the playoffs is about plus 260. I don't hate that. But the Lakers, to make the playoffs, are plus 290 to miss minus 385. I told Munaf about a month into the season, Lakers missed the playoffs about 5-1, to one, and I was in on it early. Now, the Lakers had a nice win against Cleveland yesterday. They had a nice win against Toronto. Sandwiched in between was a choke job against the Wizards, but we're not going to talk about that for a second. <laughs> Do you think that the Lakers are potentially, I can't say turning it around, but it seems like Westbrook's starting to play better. Do you think there's any value now on them to make the playoffs at plus two ninety, or do you just want to completely sell still?
1: I'm still selling. I, I bought a position earlier in the season for them to make the playoffs, so I, I'm, I, I'm not going to hedge on that. I'm, I'm not going to double down on it because I think at this point, this is really just LeBron trying to get his second scoring title. Yeah, um, closing at thirty seven years old. Yeah, yeah it's, this is really just all about him at this point because. Anthony Davis is ramping up. He's getting up shots. But again, similar scenario, like I'm not going to trust it that he's going to rush it back. He's already said he's not going to rush re-injury. So I don't have much confidence there. Whether Russell Westbrook puts together two or three good games in a row, that doesn't make up for the fact that he's been dog shit for most of the season. So Mm -hmm. like this isn't a sudden surge at the end of the year that I'm going to think the Lakers are going to suddenly just pick it up and, uh, you know, potentially have this, the value that like the Nets would have as as a play-in tournament uh, team to propel themselves into the playoffs here. You know, they're sitting, you know, 41 losses on the season here. Pelicans at 42 Spurs at 44. They're not out of the the race here, you know, uh, to make the, the first 10 in, into this. And I could easily see the Lakers losing a couple more games here. There are four and six in their last 10. So yeah, not much faith in the Lakers, man. I, I haven't seen much outside of LeBron just playing outside of his mind at that age. That's going to give me confidence that they can make a run here. So I'd still lean to the, the, the no, um, mm. And lack the confidence for them to get in.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I was just asking because I do think that all value on the no is gone at especially minus three eighty five. So that's why I was kind of asking. But that was also one of my takeaways uh, from the actual standings. Damn, the bottom of the Western Conference is terrible. Like, wow, (laughs) San Antonio. I I thought San Antonio was like out, was like dead in the water. But (laughs) no, I mean, they beat Golden State the other day. Like, maybe they can try something but that was my big shock there is that San Antonio is somehow only two back of a playoff spot which I find absolutely wild but I know that there are are four games on the card today Uh, we have some props on some of the games but before we do that we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premium online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, WinBet is everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer for subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Everyday March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merchmadness to enter. That's sportsgambling.com slash madness. Did you know that 90% of coffee from grocery store is actually stale? You heard that right. The coffee you know and think you love needs an upgrade. Instead of rebuying the same old, same old, let Trade Coffee send you something freshly roasted that you're literally guaranteed to love. Trade sells the freshest roasted beans for America's best independent roasters, and they'll ship it to you absolutely free. Whether you're a coffee nerd or just want a better cup every day, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preference and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it absolutely free. Your subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. And for our listeners right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags. When you go to drinktrade.com SGP, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $20 off your first three bags. Welcome back, everyone, to the Propcast. And before we went on break, we talked briefly about some props on teams to make or miss the playoffs. Now it's time to get into today's card. It's definitely a lighter card—only four games on it—but there are some player props we like. I'm going to start off by
1: well, turning it over to Dan. So, what what's your first prop you're going to go with? Yeah, so I think we're going to have a little bit of crossover here, which is pretty cool. considering that we didn't even discuss this uh, at the beginning, of, at the uh, before the show. But I'm going to start off with Monty Morris over six and a half rebounds and assists. Um, I grabbed this at minus one fifteen, and you know Denver they dropped three straight. They need a W as more as as, as much as anybody um, as they're sliding down this Western Conference. We've seen Bones Highland kind of emerge here, but I'm not ro- really worried about how that's going to impact Morris, Monty Morris's playing time as he's seen. Uh, close to 30 minutes in most of this contest per night. So this is the fourth time these teams have gone against each other, um, that being the Clippers. And he's gone over this in each of those three games um, at 6.5, averaging over 12 in in those contests. So the Clippers, they're allowing 15.7 rebounds and assists to opposing point guards over their last seven games. He's averaging 8.3 over his last 10 with 7.5 potential assists, which actually ranks third highest on the team – Uh, excuse me, actually ranks the highest on the team um, with players getting at least 20 minutes over that span. So I think there's going to be a really good opportunity here for Monty Morris to get some dimes here. And if you look at his rebounding percentage, it's actually pretty shocking. He has the highest rebounding percentage on the the Denver Nuggets in the last 10 games at 77%. So even though he may not have a lot of opportunities, the opportunities that he does get, he capitalizes on. So uh, with the Clip- the Clippers, you know, being a lower-end pace team in the NBA, I think this is actually going to be a slower pace game that could actually lend for uh, plenty of rebounds and assists. So I love Monty Morris in this spot here.
0: Yeah, for me, I also have Monty Morris playing, which is why you alluded to before we have some overlap. I'm taking Monty Morris over three-and-a-half assists. It's a little bit juicy, around minus 132, but he's recorded at least four assists in four of the last five games. You mentioned it before. Uh, he's recorded at least five assists in each of the first three meetings. It's very rare. I know that Jokic is technically the point guard or point forward of the offense, but Morris is still the starting point guard, and it's very rare that you find a starting point guard getting three and a half numbers for an assist total. I like the over. He's gone over against this team regularly. I think that he's in a pretty good spot. But uh, talking about our second play here, Dan, what do you got? Second
1: play, I'm going with Wendell Carter over nine and a half rebounds. The ex I he's been playing great over the course of the, uh, the last several months here. His scoring has actually increased every single month. And his rebounds in March, he's played seven games, but he's averaging the most rebounds per month um, out, of, out of the course throughout the season in this month at 11.9. And uh, the Nuggets, oh, whoops, wrong team. Um, <laughs> he's averaging, yeah, he's averaging actually 12.9 rebounds over, that, over his last 10. And he has a rebound chance rate of 18.3. So this guy's just been absolutely clearing the glass here. And I don't think that there's going to be much of a threat in terms of uh, Mo Bamba or Chumo Kiki really taking his, um, his rebounds away here. And we know this Warriors front court is pretty good. You know, the Draymond Green is back and, and Kevon Looney has been holding it down. But we don't know what this Warriors offense is really going to look like. And I think we could see both of these teams struggle to score the ball a little bit. I mean, over the last five games, Denver – Uh, Orlando ranks 28th in field goal percentage and the Warriors are actually 17th. So, you know, I think there's going to actually be some rebounds to be had here and he's gone over this in his last three matchups versus the Warriors. So I think this is going to be a nice spot for Wendell Carter and if you're getting this at under 10 rebounds, I think that's really good value. I'd play this up to probably about 10, 10 and a half rebounds. So uh, I got good news and bad news. The (laughs) bad news is it's going to be a
0: short show. The good news (laughs) is we agree because Wendell <laughs> Carter Jr. over nine-and-a-half rebounds was actually my YouTube play of the day on, my, uh, U- on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Wendell Carter Jr. in the spot. He's averaging, for a season-long sample size, 10.5 rebounds per game. Played against Golden State earlier this year, recorded 12 rebounds in 30 minutes. He's recorded at least 10 rebounds in 10 of the last 12 games. So he's been really just killing it on the glass Bamba, I know he's technically playing center. He's still a twig. He really doesn't do much on the glass. Occasionally he does, but Carter Jr. is the main rebounder here. And we also know that Draymond and Kevon Looney pretty much can't shoot at all. So Carter Jr. should be in the paint a decent amount of the game, which should give him opportunities to grab some boards. Nine and a half is just too low. We already went through it. Same exact prop. I like the over nine-and-a-half rebounds at around minus 114. And hopefully we actually differ on one. Uh, what's They're your right. third one?
1: Yeah, so my third one, I'm going to go with Marcus Morris, under 23-and-a-half re- points, rebounds, and assists. I think this is starting to move when I grabbed it. Um, I've seen the, as low as twenty two and a half. So if there's still 23 and a halfs out there in the market, definitely scoop that. Um, this is really just a fade to this Denver Clippers game. Um that I'm expecting to be a little bit slower paced than than maybe the books do. You know, he's only he only got 12 points, rebounds, and assists in January. And he struggles with he struggles with the nugget size. I mean, we got Aaron Gordon, we got Jermichael Green and Jeff Green. I think this these wings will definitely make it difficult for Marcus Morris to score the ball. Um, he does like to take jumpers. I mean, uh, a majority of his shots come from 16, 10, 10 feet to the three point line. He's solely relying as a spot-up shooter, so um, the Nuggets have actually been very good against guarding this perimeter-type scores. And um, I don't really see that there's much opportunity for Marcus Morris, even on the glass here. Um, He's only accumulated 11 rebounds and assists, um, potential uh, rebounds and assists in his last 10 games. And uh, if you look at his history over the last 10, I mean, he's only gone over this in three of his last 10 games, and they were against the Toronto Raptors, the Washington Wizards, and the Detroit Pistons. So I think the Nuggets are a way better opponent here, and he's going to struggle to do his thing. And um, while I see some opportunity maybe in his scoring, um, I think it's the rebounds and assists that he's not going to really accumulate much of against this Denver, this long Denver perimeter defense. So I'm going to go Marcus Morris under 23.5 points, rebounds, and assists.
0: Okay. And my last one's going to be the same game, but I promise it's a different player and a different prop. So we avoided uh, pretty much just having the same trifecta. So yeah. for this one, I'm gonna look at the true owner of the Clippers. I know Ballmer, you know, actually owns the team, but well, if you follow basketball, you know it's really Nicole Jokic who owns the team because he dominates the Clippers every time they play. And I'm gonna take Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds at around minus one ten. He's averaging 13.6 rebounds per game this season. He's recorded at least 13 rebounds in each of the first three meetings against the Clippers this season. And the Clippers, also a terrible rebounding team. The Clippers rank tied for last in the league in rebounding rate. I see Jokic having a bunch of rebounds. He might end up with 15. The only concern I have is a potential blowout, but these teams tend to play really close. You tend to see a very ugly war every time they go at it. I expect a lot of ugly possessions, a lot of missed shots, and Jokic is going to clean up the garbage most of the time. So I'm going to go with Jokic over 12
1: and a rebounds at around minus 110. You have any thoughts on that? I like it. I mean, I think if you're going to bet Nikola Jokic, I was actually looking at his points line, but um, his points against the, the Clippers haven't been as high as they are for some other teams. So yeah, the, I think the rebounds concern
0: me because yeah. Tyloo is pretty aggressive with his double teams. So exactly,
1: yeah, and I think that the rebounds is is exactly where you want to target because um, they're going to be trotting out you know Isaiah Hartenstein who. You know he's not going to be able to keep Jokic away from the glass, and then you also have uh, Avika Zubac. So, um, yeah, I don't think that there's much in this perimeter that or this front court that can really stop Jokic on the glass. And then also on the Denver side, who else is really rebounding? It's not going to be Aaron Gordon, really. Yeah. Um, I think that they get a kind of a collective group effort between the guards and the forwards. But it's primarily Nikola Jokic, and I really think that this game matters for the for the Denver Nuggets. So I think we're going to see them come out. I mean, the spread is what six and a half points to the to yeah. the Nuggets here. So, uh, while I don't know that I think it's going to be a blowout, just because as you stated, like Ty Lu usually gets up for these situations, and you know I think he'll he'll motivate the squads here. So, but I, the Clippers, I just can't trust their their shooting. Um, they're they're not good shooters, and uh, I think this defense will make it troublesome for them, which would allow you know Jokic to easily clear. 12.5 uh, rebounds, so I like that.
0: No, you mentioned uh, how big of a game it is for Denver. Just to actually reiterate to the listeners, they're in the play-in game. Like, Minnesota past Denver. Like, it's getting serious yeah. in this, the Western this matters. Conference over
1: there. Definitely so, matters. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it definitely should be a good game there, but I think Jokic will have his way pretty much whichever way he wants to do it, but they usually involve rebounds. So, right. we're going to take one more quick break before we get into our best bet, so we'll be right back. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. When you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVantage. IPVantage is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee that's just like getting nine months absolutely free. IPVantage is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses, don't worry about it, the app gives you clear data, on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the US. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stables. See you at the winner circle. Play, race, win. Propcast is also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is in full swing, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every tournament, users make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best thoughts on PropSwap because you're directly buying from other bettors like yourself. Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago, who purchased a $100 80-1 North Carolina championship ticket on PropSwap in January and then resold it on PropSwap for 500 bucks. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a free deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Welcome back everyone to the prop cast and it's best bet time. I know we've gone through our props, but now it's time to tell you our favorite ones. Nothing wrong with the others, but definitely the one we like a little bit more. So I'll let you
1: go first. Dan. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Monty Morris here because six and a half rebounds and assists. This is too low for me considering his, his history of doing this against the Clippers. And uh, you know, he's done it in each of the matchups. Um, I think it further supports my argument that Scott's on the assist side Uh, It's just really about these rebounds, and he's one of the best rebounders in terms of opportunity and conversion on the Denver Nuggets, and I think he's going to continue to do that here. Ran through a bunch of stats earlier, but I think if you just look at the way that this gameplay is shaping out, um, I think it's going to be a gritty game. Two close teams that don't score very well, uh, or at least have trouble in the half-court scoring. Uh, we see that these long defenders on the, the Denver Nuggets will make it difficult for the Clippers to score. I think there's going to be a plenty of opportunities for Monty Monty to not only pass the ball, um, but, but hit the glass as well. So I love his six-and-a-half rebounds and assists over.
0: Yeah, I like it too, of course, because I have the assists. But my best bet's going to be on Wendell Carter Jr., the play that both of us like, over nine-and-a-half rebounds at around minus 114. This number's too low. You're looking at Carter Jr. He just walks into 10 rebounds all the time. Now, he did burn me couple of weeks ago because the Magic randomly benched him for the entire fourth quarter. I don't know why that happened. Not even in a blowout? No, it wasn't a blowout. I believe it was wow. the game they blew against Indiana, I think. It, okay. it was, I'm trying to remember what the scenario was, but for some reason he just didn't come out and play the fourth. But when he's actually playing around 30 minutes, he's usually walking into 11-plus rebounds. You can make a serious case that Orlando, despite being terrible – He's probably been the best player on the team for the entire season. You can make a case yeah. for that. So, I, I assume, would I would actually agree with that. Yeah. So if, you can if, make if. a serious argument that Orlando should keep him in as long as possible because he's the most valuable player on both sides of the ball. So I do think that Carter Jr should play a bunch. Could they get blown out? Maybe, but I do think that with Curry being out, I'll take my chances seeing how Golden State plays without him. So I think they're going to struggle a bit. But I expect a lot of hideous shooting from both teams as a result. And Carter Jr. has been really a rebounding machine all season long. I'll take the over 9-9 for rebounds.
1: Yeah, I, I love this play here because, you know, he's going to be the main one protecting the paint here and being the rim protector. Mo Bamba tends to float out by the three-point line. He tends to shoot a little bit more. So I could see them, you know, Draymond Green and Kavon Kev- Looney potentially being a little bit further away, trying to stretch the floor uh, that the Orlando likes to do. Um, so yeah, I I love Wendell Carter here in this spot. And as you said, he's probably been the best Orlando, most consistent and best Orlando magic player this year. Um, he's been on the floor for a majority of the season. Uh, Injuries have always been a problem for him, but I think that they're already giving him a good solid look now that they're invested in him for the future. Whereas Mo Bamba is probably going to be out of there very soon. Um, and they're giving all the the run to the young bucks. So yeah, I think Wendell Carter's going to play a lot of minutes here. 11 and a half, 11 rebounds. I think is a very comfortable marker for him. And uh, being that this is nine and a half, that's thanks to th- 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 uh, Vegas that this feels good.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Now, I know that a m- couple months ago, I know we're about to wrap up, but a couple months ago, Munaf and I talked about some futures regarding the awards. And yeah. I'm taking a victory lap on Monty Williams uh, for Coach of the Year. I think I can officially say the race is basically over with. I know he's minus 1,000 now on one book. He's minus 2,000 at another book. I recommended him at around plus 350 on the show in about the, I don't even know, second, third week of the season. I said take him and take Steve Kerr, and you're making automatic money. And it appears that's how we're headed. So that's where we're headed. So taking a quick victory lap there feels pretty good, hopefully – that ends up officially catching, uh, cashing in about a month. I don't know if you want to jinx it or not. Do you have any futures with awards that you're kind of sweating out or that you feel pretty good about right now? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm sweating out quite a few, man. I bought uh, – first off, congratulations. I think you can, you can successfully take that victory lap. I don't think anyone's going to come close to Monte Williams considering that the uh, – Suns have gonna lo- they've already yeah. locked up the, the number one seed. No My golden number them. is 60. I want those 60 wins, then we'll call yeah, it Yeah, that. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, but, yeah, there's just not – I mean, because who's the next in, the, in line to it? You I know, mean, J.B. Bickerstaff was great, but – They fell apart. The, the Cle- Cleveland's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can make a case for – Jenkins? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's going to be the toughest competition. Is, is Memphis going to maintain that two seed – I think there's a there's definitely a, a considerable argument there, but I think we'll see Ja get other awards like most improved player that uh, will probably be enough for the Memphis Grizzlies. But I wouldn't – I mean, I think there should also be a case for Defensive Player of the Year and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think his number is still too long mm-hmm. for how well he's played. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that that's probably the most wide-open race right now other than MVP. I have positions on Joel Embiid. I have positions on Nikola Jokic. So, I don't have anything on, on Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, if we see – you know, the Bucks potentially leapfrog yeah. into that number one seed. I think that there could be more of a compelling argument there down the stretch for him. Well,
0: yeah, I do want to talk about that for a second, though. Yeah. Since you have a stance on both Embiid and Jokic, I know which player you're root for. So, you know, we, we, I know you might be biased a little bit. <laughs> Who do you think should be the MVP? Nikola Jokic. Not even close. Okay, I agree. It's not even close. I'm glad we're on the same page there. No offense to Embiid, but Jokic with that supporting cast has been...
1: Yeah, like, remarkable. Yeah, seriously. Like, who, who? What if Nicole Jokic is off the court? Who the hell is gonna? Who's gonna do anything for the Denver Nuggets here? Now, if Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. are there, the, 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 I think it's mm-hmm. less of a compelling case for Jokic, but he's doing it with with scraps here. I agree, which is why I was making the case a couple weeks ago that Jokic at
0: plus two hundred is offensive. Valued. I think that that's value. He should definitely be really closer to a pickem, in my opinion. I think it should be minus one ten between the two of them. Yeah. I'm happy you said that Giannis you don't have a stance on because I'm not even sure why he's being mentioned in the same sentence as Embiid and Jokic. <laughs> yeah. I know numbers-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giannis' numbers are really good. But even narrative-based, he doesn't have a shot to win the award. What are we talking no. about?
1: No. And I think there's, there's probably voter fatigue there too, right? Like Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know that – it feels like the Milwaukee Bucks haven't really done anything. They've been in cruise control, like, yeah. almost all season, and they've ended up still as a top three seed right now, potentially. Um, but it's been more so, like, I don't know. I feel like Chris Middleton doesn't get enough love for how consistently consistently he's played all season. Drew Holiday's been in and out. But Giannis is Giannis, but he's not doing anything spectacular that we don't that we don't already know or have, mm-hmm. haven't already seen. Whereas Joel Embiid has actually stayed healthy the whole season and has carried the Sixers, you know – amidst all this drama to a pretty good place. And I don't know, they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs because Doc Rivers is the worst head coach in the league in terms of playoff contending teams. But um, what he's done has been, the, it's easily been the best season for beat. So no reason why he shouldn't be in the conversation along with Jokic, who's literally broken every advanced analytics stat there is known to man in a season. Um, so it's been great watching two mm-hmm. big men do that. I'm assuming the main reason why Embiid's the current favorite is because of potential voter fatigue for Jokic. It's the only thing yeah, I can think of. Exactly. Though. And no one wants to vote for Jokic for some because he's just a boring guy that just d- puts up almost nightly triple doubles. I don't understand why. He well, doesn't to be get the honest, I, w-
0: I was going to take the xenophobic approach and say most people don't want a European <laughs> to win the award again. Possibly, yeah. I, I don't yeah. stand that way. I-, I think Jokic should win the award, but I do kind of wonder, especially with how the media treats Jokic it seems like they
1: gravitate more towards American born players. But I think that at the same time, if Luca was having this, this first, the second half, you know, most mm-hmm. Persingus era, I think that they would be super hyped to have Luca be the face of the NBA. Yeah, like I, th- they th- I think they potentially the NBA, would right? too,
0: but we've yet to see that because to be honest, right. he's always out of shape to start the season. <laughs> Just being he's honest. Young, man.
1: And, yeah, no, no, you're right. He, he always looks fat coming in into the season and, but I don't know, like, I, so the, the another, another wide-open race, it's not really a, an award race necessarily, but this scoring title is really freaking close. And, uh, I Are think you Luka's just going to give pla- it to LeBron, assuming he's going to attempt, like, 30 shots per game down the stretch? I think so. I think so. But he's still, uh, is, so is there, is there, I know he's the odds-on favorite right now, but there's still value am- uh, amongst all of those three uh, right there between Embiid, Luka, and, uh, and, and LeBron. See, the value or the interesting part, of course, is
0: the minimum game requirement. Because you can make an argument Right, at LeBron's going right. to keep playing because he wants to catch Kareem. He's not going to take time off, whatever. Philly could play for seeding. The most important thing is staying healthy. Yeah. So there is a chance that Embiid's numbers will not fluctuate that much because Philly's trying to keep him healthy. Where LeBron... We'll have some 30-plus-point games. We'll have a lot of them. But he might have a game where he gets double-teamed the entire time and he puts up, like, 20. So you might see more fluctuation. Do you think it's better, in that case, to bet on somebody who might have, let's just say, a limited amount of games left based on workload or take the gamble with a guy who should be playing every game moving forward? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Um, Because I think you would agree Philly
0: would be wise to potentially –
1: rest Embiid for, I don't even know, at least a third of the remaining games? Yeah, they've already indicated that they were going to. It started on Monday, mm-hmm. or started yeah. on Tuesday, excuse me. No, yeah, Monday, um, on that back-to-back. But um, I, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't continue to rest Embiid, especially given the history. Know, yeah, exactly, the history. And going into the playoffs, they need him healthy. Uh, but the one the one way I am concerned is that the Sixers don't look very good like thankfully you know Tyrese Maxey pulled that out of his ass and 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 willed them to victory but they need to get it together before the playoffs because I, they just don't look like they're in sync. They're too reliant on Embiid and James Harden needs to figure out I don't know. He's injured, right? <laughs> he Dude, you noticed that too, right? Like Harden looks injured, doesn't he? He looks like he's a step slower, so he's definitely laboring a little bit, but I don't know if that's more so of like he tends to, every time he goes to the first team, he'll ball out for two weeks mm-hmm. and then he kind of just cruises and goes into this like, honeymoon kind of phase. like, yeah, yeah this, this regular play, regular style play. So um, I'm still betting on LeBron though. I, I think LeBron's, yeah. it's just one of those things, right? Like he cares about him. the narrative, the King, Wash mm-hmm. King, like all of that stuff that he plays into the media. Like it's just going to be so great for his legacy and for his brand. Mm-hmm. I'm 37 and I'm leading the NBA in scoring. No one else has done that in such a wide gap of margin in between and da, 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 and so forth. So yeah, I, I don't see there's any way like LeBron, I mean, he looked, I mean, he still looks fucking good. So yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. even like knock it. Um, I don't think anyone's going to send super doubles on him just because out of respect, like they know that the Lakers aren't going anywhere and you know, they want to see him get this. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some respect level thing that LeBron's going to end up getting a ton of shots He's going to get 30-plus to end the season, and he's going to end up the scoring champ.
0: I'm agreeing with you. I think that even besides the fact that LeBron, you mentioned year you know, 17, he's 37, everything like that. But at the end of the day, do I think LeBron or Luka or anybody cares about the scoring title? No. I yeah. think LeBron actually cares because <laughs> right. I think he knows that he's not winning a title this year, so at least yeah. he can win something. I think LeBron's going for it, and I think the other players aren't. So, based on motivation, I think LeBron would definitely be my choice for the award as well. But other than
1: that, though, that has been this installment of the PropCast. Dan, let let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dan Titus, and uh, I'll be doing some more stuff. See me on Friday with McKee doing the NBA Gambling podcast, and I'm sure we'll be ramping up once the playoffs start to hit. Man, you're going to get a lot of information from us. um, So, Happy to be on the propcast with you, Scott. Great job. And, um, I know we'll be doing this again soon. So, uh, until then, man, um, let's get these bets in and, and definitely hit us up. You know, let's know what you're, what you're betting on too. see if you're tailing these window carters. Seems like the world, it seems to be on window Carter. I don't know if that's a red flag or not, but, uh, I think we got it at the right time. I think the books might have to push this up to ten and a half by the time you guys hear this.
0: Yeah, I think they should too, but you can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell radio. Besides that, um, been really, really busy during the last week and change with on with Terrell pretty much every day for the NBA Gambling Podcast, also in the PropCast, and hopefully we catch these bets. But other than that, though, good luck to all of you and all your bets. See you.